0: off oh, hour we, we,
1: we have a lift off. hello and welcome to holy half hour the show that isn't holy and isn't half an hour but is a fun discussion show about god faith and everything else i'm with my co-host michael michael hello hi kieran how are you I'm good, thanks. How are you doing?
2: I'm good, thanks. It's a show that isn't holy, isn't half an hour, but we're trying our best to get it to 45 minutes. I think that's just Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're edging closer, I think, to the 45-minute <laughs> mark. closer. So we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. So, Kieran, what have we got well, planned for today? Well, today, Michael, we have a great show lined up. We've got our usual mix of crazy games to play first. Uh, we're going to do something a bit different with our discussion today. Uh, there's a lot going on in UK politics at the moment, and we wanted to talk about something that's quite current. So you'll find out what that's about, folks. And we are going to do our first challenge this week as well. We're going to close out the podcast with a challenge uh, that Michael has for me to do, that's, for us to do. That's right. We're going to challenge each other. I've got a devious challenge for Kieran, and basically mm-hmm. one week I'm going
2: to set a challenge. Well, both of us a challenge. The next week, we'll hear the results of that challenge and set a new challenge, which I'm really excited about. Even more homework, Kieran.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Delightful. Absolutely. Well. Well, shall we get on with the show, please? So, Michael, you should have an email from me. I do have an email from Um, you. Now, listeners, you may have come across christian chat up lines before the exciting world of terrible terrible cheesy christian chat up lines um and i uh i've got a few of them here from a website called churchleaders.com thank you churchleaders.com <laughs> nice uh i've pulled up six different christian chat up lines and what i've done michael is i've removed keywords from them mm. so what, all i want you to do is fill in the blanks <laughs> okay. what do you think what what and they and they're mo- they're mostly <laughs> biblical references oh, okay that i've that i've chopped out most of them are oh that's an important clue um, to give me so i appreciate that that's, yeah, uh, yeah. direction uh a couple are more generic but the others are are do mention a bible story or a bible, uh, or reference a bible verse in some way Um, But I've chopped them out, and I want you to tell me what they are. So we're going to go through these one at a time, Mm. and uh, we'll see how you get on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. So Christian, chat up line number one. Mm -hmm. I would blank the blank for you.
2: I would blank the blank for you. I would blank the blank for you. I mean, there's so much potential to be extremely risque here. It's a good thing I'm such a good and wholesome person, um what am I thinking? I'm thinking yeah. uh my wife would like it if it was I would read the Bible for you. she loves it <laughs> she's so she's so spiritual, she just loves it when, when nice. we read the Bible together um but you yeah. said it was mostly biblical, so um, is it like um, yeah. is it like I would part the sea for you, part the Red sea for you <gasps> It is, is it? <laughs>
1: yes. Amazing! Come on, let's go. you good at this, man. Have you? You maybe you've used some of these lines before. <laughs> I wrote them all. <laughs> you wrote the book on Christian chat lines. Yeah. The Christian playbook. Um, yeah. Nice. I, I think. I, I think for. Uh, if I could give you know some relationship advice to our listeners, <laughs> if, uh, if if a uh, if a Christian guy says to you, "I would read the Bible for you," mm. you should perhaps be concerned that he's not reading the Bible already. <laughs> yeah. If he's a, if he's if he's a Christian brother, and uh, you're interested in him. So, yeah, like, oh, uh, how, how about only number two? For then? me, you would read the Bible. I see. How about yeah? <laughs> exactly, Pass. exactly. Um, for you, I'll start reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me number two. I, I feel, I'm feeling good. Okay, no, <laughs> number two is as follows. Now I know why blank had blank because he never <laughs> met you.
2: Now I know why blank had blank because he never met you. Okay. I'm thinking, who's, who famously had loads of wives in the Bible? Um, <laughs> Blank, of course. <laughs> well, Solomon had quite a lot of wives, didn't he? He was famous for having a bunch of wives. I'm going to go for, mm-hmm. now I know why Solomon had many wives. <laughs> because he never yeah, met yeah. you. Which is wrong well, on y- so y- many levels. But um, <laughs> yeah, Because he so. never met you well, and didn't have a time machine.
1: Um, Y- but. yeah <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right it's Solomon am I now I know why Solomon had 700 wives because <laughs> he never met you so there amazing. you go
2: amazing that's so rubbish what would you actually do if someone <laughs> said that to you honestly oh man
1: I know I know it's it's very cringy isn't it yeah I hope it's meant
2: as like <laughs> an icebreaker to make you laugh and then you have a conversation
1: yeah it's good yeah. all right what's next Kieran totally number three what are you doing for the rest of your blank? What are you doing for the rest of your blank? Well hey, time what you, span. What are you doing for the rest of your blank?
2: I mean it must be uh it must be eternity, right? Because it's all like Christians and where you get to live forever. So I'm gonna go for Could be. what are you doing for the rest of your eternity? Okay. Okay. That's my guess.
1: Well you you're you're, pr- you're pretty much there. Uh-huh. Uh uh it's what are you doing for the rest of your afterlife? Oh, which is that cheesy make and any theologically sense. incorrect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> unless unless this is a ghost talking to another ghost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Come
2: on, totally. Christianleaders.com yeah. or whatever it is. Let's let's have some more effort put into the cheesy Christian chat line article.
1: I was hoping that you might say, what are you doing with the rest of your 40 days in the wilderness <laughs> or what are you doing with the rest of your Nazarite vow <laughs> right but you vow. didn't you didn't fall into those traps you went for a, you went for well eternal life after life what are you doing so for the rest of there. your
2: 40 days in the wilderness said Satan to Jesus
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. oh man it's good wow I'm feeling good about this yeah you're doing well you're doing well number four I feel like God's telling me that you should blank. Oh, that's really sketchy ground to walk on, isn't it? Yeah, uh, whatever Whatever the blank is, yeah. this is not a good thing to say, generally. This should be. I feel like <laughs> In <God's>, most, <laughs> in a lot of situations. <laughs> I
2: feel like God's telling me that you should tell me that using words of prophecy <laughs> to manipulate people is the devil. Uh, so
1: even as a child, blind, this is well, really dodgy. Uh, uh, the, don't worry, Michael. God told me it's fine. <laughs> so if that assuages oh, yeah? your concerns. Well,
2: God told me that he was joking when he told you it was fine. And he's not actually what? fine.
1: I, well, why would God go behind my back like that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I feel like God's telling me that you should give me your number. Uh, does, is, is the blank just one word or could it be a multiple yeah,
1: words? yeah it can, it can be multiple words yes that's okay. an important I'm notification and, give and it another. is multiple words in this case that, okay that's my, guess. Okay. That's my yeah. guess yeah i mean i mean that's that's a, it's a worthy guess it's go on a date with me Ugh. but you know you're you're pretty much there well um, either way i don't like this person <laughs> yeah it's i i have i have uh, divinely inspired knowledge that you should go out with me yeah. it's a it's a strange yeah, strange situation. Uh number 5. Mm-hmm. For you, I would blank two blanks. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one, but two. For
2: you, I would blank For you I would blank two, two, blanks. two
1: blanks. Blank two. I blanks. would blank two blanks for you. For you, babe. I would loaf
2: two fish. <laughs> No, that doesn't make any sense. For you, I would, uh, I would, uh, gosh, what's famously two? I would, oh, oh, well, oh, I, for you, I would something two testaments. I would, uh, I would read uh, another one, another bribing your partner. With I would read the, the Bible. Bible. <laughs>
1: for you so if do you want a clue Uh, yeah
2: I want a clue give me a clue
1: this is a uh, there's famously one of this thing in the bible god Uh, or this person maybe this person maybe
2: for you I would worship two gods that is really (laughs) bad (laughs) if it's that run run out of the bar run out of the church
1: (laughs) I'm sure there's a few uh kings of Israel that have said that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Actually, despite you
2: I'll still worship two gods. That's probably what they said. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, those Asherah poles look pretty cool. Um <laughs> oh, man, for you well, God, there's only one God. Mm-hmm. Um and then mm-hmm. for you I would
1: I don't know. So it's not it's not God. I'll I'll give you okay. that clue. It's a person, but no, it's not the Lord.
2: Well, there's quite a lot of folk in the Bible who there's only one of.
1: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really oh, narrow it down. I guess that doesn't narrow it, narrow, narrow it down a lot in that sense. Yeah, um, but maybe for you, uh, like would... a, If you say you're facing a like an insurmountable obstacle, mm-hmm. it's the battle. It's the, it's the battle of your life for you. The... You know that uh, lots of contemporary Christian preachers love to use as the sort of uh, this is you overcoming adversity in your life. Is it for you? That I story. would slay two Goliaths. Hey, ah, I've never yes. heard that expression. Well done, well done. Uh, me neither. Ah, me neither. That's cool. Uh, hopefully, that's because not a lot of people are saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might hope. be why. <laughs> <laughs> we hope, but
2: I've never even heard <laughs> the the saying I, for even just slaying one Goliath, like as a... Obviously, I've heard of it in the terms of David's story, but I've not heard right, of it right. as, a, yeah, yeah. as a metaphor for uh, overcoming oh, okay. obstacles. But okay. obviously, it makes sense, but I've not heard it used.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I feel like in the last few years, I've heard a lot, quite a lot of, or seen quite a lot of, uh, you know, uh, titles for preachers that are about, like, slaying your giants or that kind of thing mm. as a metaphor for overcoming personal mm. trials, mm. which is certainly one way you can interpret... And preach on that story yeah of course uh, yeah, for sure but uh but perhaps it's been overused in some circles yeah but that's uh that's a discussion for another day <laughs> or or never or never um, day or never, or never. <laughs> <laughs> number six uh-huh. the bible says to blank so how about dinner tonight <laughs> The
2: bible says to blank so
1: how about dinner tonight to blank
2: I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I know what it is uh, because, uh, because I just have a feeling about it, but it's not funny just to say mm-hmm. the answer straight away. So, how about... <laughs> how about the Bible says to not eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? So, how uh, about dinner tonight?
1: <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, that's risky. <laughs> um,
2: the Bible says that... Um, all things are now edible and a, and a big blanket came down from the heavens <laughs> so how about dinner tonight That's good. Yeah.
1: um yeah the 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 bible says to remove mildew from your tent <laughs> so how about dinner tonight
2: yeah the bible has extremely detailed uh the de- uh construction inf- information about the tabernacle so how about dinner tonight
1: this is something totally unrelated (laughs) it'd be great if it was that yeah but uh okay so so what what would be your if you had to guess what would be your your actual guess
2: i'm gonna say the bible says to break bread so how about dinner
1: tonight that's my guess Mm, mm. that's a good one Mm -hmm. that's a good one that was that would i think be better (laughs) it's pithier (laughs) it's pithier and it's, it's, it's it's it was nicer uh, it is actually the Bible says to give drink to those who are thirsty and feed the hungry. So, how about dinner tonight? So, it's a bit more of a mouthful. Yeah. The no Bible told intended.
2: me to be on the lookout for folk who look a bit homeless, and that's you. So, how about dinner tonight?
1: Is that the chat line <laughs> here? Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. You look hungry and in need yeah you look like you haven't had a good meal in a while so how about dinner
2: that's the ultimate Christian nagging, isn't it
1: yeah it's my duty to help those less fortunate than myself yeah. so how about dinner
2: you look like you need me in your life uh, well what can I say Kieran I'm, I'm glad I'm not still on the market if this is what's out there amen amen <laughs> So, Kieran, I have a game for you, which have sent you a bunch of files. Hopefully, you've got them in front of you. A bunch of yes. audio files,
1: absolutely. And
2: um, honestly, um, the first one that I sent you kind of explains the game. So I'm not gonna, okay, I'm not gonna prattle on. I'm just gonna let you play that first file.
1: Right. Okay. Here we go. Set up on question one. Okay, Kieran, um, this is a pre-recorded
2: game for you today because I have a special guest, first-time guest of the podcast, my wife. Hello, wife. Hi. Thanks for joining us today.
0: You're welcome. Excited to be here.
2: And just to clarify, you don't mind us calling you my wife, do you?
0: It's an honor, so (laughs) now
2: You don't mind having no name. In fact, you've requested to remain anonymous, haven't you?
0: Yes, I have.
2: You don't like to be uh, too closely tied to this work of art. Not not
0: now, not now.
2: (laughs) So we have an accent game for you. Not everyone will know this, but my wife is actually extremely good. She's spent many years honing her craft of, of accents from different countries around the world, haven't you?
0: Yeah, it's something that I've been practicing for a while. I, I find it very useful, so I'm excited that I get to share my like, gift with everyone.
2: Absolutely. And as listeners may have noticed, my wife is American, uh, so none of these accents are actually from America, no matter what they sound like. Um, so we're going to read out a scripture in an accent. They're going to be countries of the world, not like cities in England, um, so it shouldn't be too difficult. And uh yeah, Kieran, you just have to guess what where the accent is from. So um so when you're ready, wife, why don't you give us the first scripture in the first accent?
0: Okay. First scripture. For we live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians five, seven.
2: Amazing. <laughs> it's like being in the room with someone from this country. Kieran, where do you think her accent is from?
0: Well,
1: Kieran. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well uh, uh, your wife, as she likes to be known, mm-hmm. is very creative, and I really appreciated that. I think this is this is good. Uh, this is gonna be good. I have a good feeling about this. Uh. This might be
2: the most difficult game we ever do. <laughs> You've given me some really well, challenging I- games recently, Kieran, but I think this one's gonna yeah, take yeah. the biscuit.
1: Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, hmm. It started out a bit Cockney for me. Yeah, definitely. But, could I, that. but I, th- I think what she's going for is Australia. Really? Why would you say that? Uh, that's what I've got to guess, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Country. I just, I mean, <laughs> I hear Cockney also, but to go from Cockney to Australia is, is impressive. So, uh, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, you know, guess whatever well, country
2: you think, but... Uh,
1: that's where I think it ended up. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm going to go with that as my answer. Go for it. Why don't you play the reveal? Okay. <laughs> Here comes the reveal for number one.
2: Okay, wife, can you reveal to Kieran whether he was right or wrong? What country is it from? Why don't you give us a typical phrase from that country?
0: Put another shrimp on the barbie, hey.
2: mate. That's right, Kieran. It was
1: Australia. <laughs> I actually Obviously. cannot Australian. believe that you guessed that correct. My mind is well, blown. It was, very good imp- it was a very good impression, Michael. Do not say uh, that. What are, you, what, what are you? What are you saying about your wife's impressions? Did you get in touch with my <laughs> wife behind my back before this recording? She's she's going to be delighted, isn't she? I'm that absolutely I got that right.
2: shocked that you can hear that she was trying to do an Australian
1: accent there.
2: There is literally no Australian. <laughs>
1: In that recording, how has that happened? You, you seemed so surprised that I went for Australia so that I was surprised. actually thinking, "Oh, oh, it was it was actually Cockney, and I've over <laughs> I've overshot it." I thought that's what I'd done. Seriously, uh, seriously, just you didn't speak to her, did you?
2: No, and and you, I, you genuinely honestly, thought Michael, that she was trying to do an
1: Australian accent. Yeah, as I say, not at first, oh my but as as she went on, I thought that's what she was aiming for. Cannot believe. So that. I actually cannot just, believe believe. There was just something in there, some element of it that made me think oh, it's, it's kind of Australian. Wow. So so there you go. Wow.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm amazed, and I just, I mean, I stand corrected, obviously. Well, we'll see you after the second one. You know, let let's see, let's listen to the second one, and see see if you can. See if you can uh, (laughs) tell where that one's from.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll I'll play it now.
2: Okay, wife, thank you so much for that incredible accent. Why don't you give us the second scripture in the second accent?
0: Finally, be strong in the Lord (laughs) and in his mighty power. (laughs) Ephesians (laughs) 6.10.
2: Amazing. (laughs) Kieran, over to you. What do you think? Wow. <laughs> well, uh, may m- <laughs> I? If you're so smart, we'll accents this then.
0: Eh? <laughs>
1: may I listen to it again? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> what's, uh, what's this one then? Well, well. Thanks to another sterling performance by your wife. She is incredible. I think she isn't she. I think it's South Africa.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. That's my guess. It's a decent That's guess. My guess. Why don't you uh, reveal? Okay, wife, can you give us another typical phrase from this country so that Kieran can find out whether he's right or wrong?
0: Meet me at the beach, man.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's Jamaica, ah. isn't
1: it?
0: Yeah, Jamaican. That's exactly how, like how all my Jamaican friends sound.
1: <laughs> do, do they say meet
2: me at the beach, man? my wife uh wanted me to make it clear that she is african american and that she was allowed to, to do that impression of a jamaican person uh um, right but uh yeah sure. uh apparently according to her that's that's what they say meet me at the beach man m o n but yeah so yeah. there you go not not yeah. so smart okay.
1: now are you well, well, I feel like I was pretty close. I genuinely can't believe you guessed Australia right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually blown my mind. Um, well, well, you know, I'm always trying to impress you, Michael. Well, you well. have. Uh, well, great. Okay, <laughs> so no, no, number, number three then.
2: Now, I'm sure, Kieran, that you have gotten both of the first and second one absolutely 100% right because my wife has an incredible gift. But. Let's see if you can get number three.
0: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews thirteen eight.
1: <laughs> I, I'm also going to listen to that one one more time. Maybe <laughs> you'll notice that there's a theme here, uh,
2: which is that whenever my wife tries to do an accent, it's just her accent. With a slight Cockney
1: twist on it, <laughs> yeah, with a bit of Cockney. No matter what accent it is. Well, well, what I, what I was going to say is, uh, mm. I feel like there's a slight Antipodean thing in there again. Mm. So I want to say New Zealand, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you know. Yeah. And now, now I'm thinking game theory. Yeah. And would your wife have gone for Australia and New Zealand? Well, I mean, as good as her accents yeah. are. It's possible to confuse the two. <laughs> yeah, they're quite
2: difficult to distinguish so, between. So yeah, but she feels yeah. confident in her abilities, so maybe she did go for New Zealand. Is that your guess?
1: If it turns if, if if this one is South Africa, I'll be really annoyed. <laughs> but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say New Zealand. Alright. Let's so so let's find out. Why don't out. we Yes. Let's let us find out. Here we go.
2: Okay, wife, where is your third and final accent from today?
0: Hootsman. There's a moose, loose in this hood <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: She has become our fellow countrywoman. She was doing a Scottish accent. Kieran, can you believe it?
1: Can I believe it? Well, it's hard to believe. <laughs> Actually, in this case. Yeah, that's
2: right. She was doing a Scottish uh, accent.
1: Wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been quite far down my list of guesses, I have to say. I think that would uh, have been fair. I think
2: that would have been fair. Um, but yeah, I watched this really good accent uh, video. Uh, a lot of uh, YouTube these days, I watch uh, kind of, this expert breaks down this, um, which I find a very interesting mm. form of videos. And there was uh, a an, an actress right. or an actor who was a woman uh, doing, who's also very good at accents. And um, she was breaking down other actors doing accents in movies and as she broke down their Mm. accents she just slipped into them absolutely perfectly absolutely seamlessly and it was so strange to watch and really fascinating to watch Mm. um and i think in my wife's head that's what she's doing um
1: right but she's she's really not she's she's not no (laughs) bless her bless Bless her her. (laughs) i think it's uh It's a funny thing if you're not used to hearing recordings of your own voice as you and I are. Mm. It's a funny thing when you... I I would imagine that's something that your wife doesn't do very often is listen back to recordings of herself. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be a bizarre experience when you think, oh, is that what I sound like? Yes. Uh, So maybe now that she has heard herself, she'll be able to calibrate Mm, her accents mm, and move them more towards the places that they're actually... Mm. (laughs) Well, how about, uh, you know, how about this? Actually meant to be situated this time next year, in
2: episode you know three hundred and no, it will not be that much. It'll be episode fifty eight or whatever. We'll revisit this game. We'll get wife mm. to record three more accents and see if she's gotten any
1: better. How about that? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. Yeah. how were, how was your accent game, Michael? Because I feel like you're better at accents than me. <laughs> <laughs> and but i I mean, I'm you know I can't really do any I can sort of do English because I think probably because my parents are English mm, mm. English well that's just about it. all of England <laughs> English yeah you know the whole thing all Receive of
2: it. pronunciation uh,
1: yes mm. <laughs> exactly
2: yeah i mean i'm i'm mm. I like to think I'm better at accents than I actually am, I can get pretty close to most of them. I do a lot of impressions and a lot of goofing around with accents. Um, but I think if I had to be in a, a fun movie, thing. I would be struggling for sure. Like if I had to actually well, we sound know you- like I was from that place then. Um,
1: hmm. Well, we know you can do movie trailers. What? What do you mean? Very well. So, oh, wait. <laughs> that was my friend I mean that recorded friends. those. I mean that other guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. How silly of me. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We can cut this bit out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well thank
2: you Kieran And thank you my wife For uh, for being game enough to, uh, to
1: put that game together Thanks Michael's wife That was great More please <laughs> <laughs> More What boy <laughs> Well Michael as you know We released a discussion A couple of weeks ago uh, About the protests in response to the killing of George Floyd and others at the hands of police. Um, and today, I guess I, I wanted to broaden that conversation a little bit and talk about how we respond to authority as Christians. Um, you'll no doubt be aware that, uh, you know, we, we've seen through the pandemic and through the recent Black Lives Matter protests Uh, that some political leaders are leading well in this climate and others are not leading well at all. Um, And I suppose what I'm asking is how do we respond to those who are not leading well uh, when there is on some level a biblical call to submit to authority? So to kind of set up that thought, I, I want to read here from Romans 13. So this is Romans 13, verses 1 to 7. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right. But for those who do wrong, do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe them taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honour, then honour. So as I say, uh, Michael, my my question is how should we as Christians respond when those in authority break the rules or behave in ways that are not appropriate? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, it's a great question, Kieran, And obviously an extremely important question to be thinking about and to be grappling with at the moment. We have a new cycle which is just unbelievable. There are so many people who at the start of this year Uh, Well, if you talk to yourself in January now, you would not be able to believe all that would happen through, Mm. you know, the bushfires in Australia. And then you saw the president, or is it the prime minister of Australia? Excuse my ignorance, Australians, um, you know, who was on holiday whilst the country was burning. You know, you've seen, obviously, Mm. COVID-19 wrecking, wreaking havoc across the world and various uh successful responses where where governments have acted quickly and managed to deal with it well and others including in the uk in my opinion we've got uh we've had been relatively slow to respond we've seen a much larger number of cases and deaths we've had Mm -hmm. dominic cummings um disobeying government uh recommendations despite the fact (laughs) that he's you know the right-hand man of the prime minister and uh Obviously, with Black Lives Matter, we have a president in the United States who seems to be uh, determined to split his country rather than to unite it in uh, one of the most challenging seasons we've ever seen in modern history. So, governments, not an easy job to be in a governing authority at the moment. But how do we submit? I mean, (laughs) very, very good question. (laughs) Um, I think one thing that really strikes me about what you read out And there are so many ways we could discuss this and I'll try to keep my opinion short. But in verse 7 of that Romans 13 passage, it says, give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And I think that, um, Mm. you know, there are many calls to submitting to authority in the Bible. Many of them are actually to church authority, some to governing authority. But ultimately we are, you know, Jesus calls us to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And I think that those two parts in uh, in succession, like what do we owe the government and what do we submit to Caesar, what do we render to Caesar and what do we render to God, are important questions to ask. And I think that's a question. So that's my initial thoughts, and I'm going to bat the question right back to you, which is, well, <laughs> what do we owe the government? What do we owe the authorities? Do we owe them honour? Do we always owe them respect? And what is God's and what is Caesar's in this world Mm. today? What Mm. do you think about that?
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's a tricky question, man, because I think there is a a respect for office Mm -hmm. as well as a respect for personhood. And when we you know when we think about the President of the United States, for example, who, as we've already discussed uh cut cut a line through protesters with tear gas so that he could go and hold a Bible outside of a church in this kind of self aggrandizing uh photo opportunity yep. I have no respect for those kind of tactics, no. But I have respect for the office of president. Yes. Even if Donald Trump doesn't. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. And so I, I think it's important that we, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a democratic society, that we hold up the values of democracy. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, Donald Trump should be immune to criticism. Quite the opposite.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really important question. A really important point. You respect the office, Mm. you respect the personhood, but I don't think we have to respect the person if they have lost our Mm. respect by their actions. Mm. And I Mm. don't think we have to respect the office if the person holding the office doesn't respect the office. I think the concept of president... Should be respected but if the sitting president or the sitting prime minister or whomever doesn't respect their own role then they lose they they, they lose the confidence of the people in that yeah and I think we do owe people by default respect, I try to respect all people, whether they're in authority over me or not. But if they lose that respect, then I think that's something that is still kind of okay. It doesn't mean I treat them disrespectfully because I just don't think that's worthwhile. Like there's no point in attacking Donald Trump because his actions Mm. are, are, there's enough to criticize him for what he does in mismanaging his country there's enough uh and to to make it not too american centric you know there's enough things to disagree with with Boris Johnson about um that i don't need to yeah. insult him as a person um mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's it's an important question to ask ourselves like what is it that we need to submit and i think that the ways that we don't have to agree i think we would both agree that we don't have to agree with the authorities we don't yeah. have to um like the decisions that they make often they aren't the decisions that we voted for um and but at this at the end of the day our actions as christians should be people in my opinion and uh backed up by many scriptures of people who live in peace um, and seek peace, mm, mm. blessed are the peacemakers you know we we seek peace, yeah, we don't seek to be yes men or people who agree with everyone, but uh mm-hmm. my response is to to disagree and sometimes to disagree loudly and to use what voice I have, but to do it in love and in hoping for the best for our country and in hoping for the mm. best for people, so um right. i submit i do i pay my taxes i owe taxes i pay them if i owe revenue i pay it if that person is due my respect as in they haven't done something to lose my respect then they get my mm. respect um but their decisions yeah. don't and uh the things that they do which i disagree with i stand up for and i vote and i go out and i march and i do and i sign petitions and I do all the yeah. things that a kind of a good citizen can do when they disagree with their authority. And I think not only is that okay to do as a Christian, but I think it's, it's imperative to do that. You know, like we discussed mm. in our standalone episode about um, systemic racism, we are called to stand up for a God culture and for a kingdom culture. And we're, stand, we're called to be in the world, but not of it and to stand up and be counted in that regard.
1: Absolutely. And I think what you're saying about um, pursuing peace is so important um, Mm -hmm. because we as Christians can be uniquely positioned to be very critical of government and those in power, but in a way that, you know, doesn't sanction uh, violence against those people per se. Yeah. And that does for, for for me it raises a question of of uh, you you know how how should we join in uh, the criticism of government and and protesting? How should we do that responsibly? Mm. You know, um, I mean we've we've seen this week uh, the statue of a, a former slave owner being torn down in in Bristol. I can't recall the guy's name um but i'm sure you saw the video as well Mm -hmm. of of the statue being torn down and and thrown into the sea yeah um what what is the line uh if if a line can be drawn Mm -hmm. where um because i completely understand well i i try to understand Mm. the depth of feeling of the black community for example yeah. The systemic injustice and oppression that they've dealt with for centuries. I yeah. don't know, of course, what that's like to live with, no. but I bet it's not easy, and I bet they're very, very tired. Yes. So, in that context, I can completely understand uh, people from that community wanting to, and and others wanting to to tear down a statue in that way. Yes. Um. At the same time, I'm there's a, a part of me is like, well. That's surely against the law <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> to tear a statue down. So, can can I break that law as a Christian responsibly uh, when the stakes are as high as they are now? Do you, you know, yeah, uh, I'm 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 not really sure.
2: There was a video that we linked in the bottom of the description of the standalone episode we we did on systemic racism and how Christians should or might respond. There was um, a TED talk that a man, a black, an, a, an older black man who was in his sixties, put on. He was talking about his experience of racism throughout his life, and one of the things that he said that really stuck with me was that he didn't have the luxury to be angry because mm. there was no, there's no safe way for him to have ever been angry, you know, to raise his voice. To an officer, this is me, I'm no longer paraphrasing him, I'm interpreting what he's saying now. Sure. You know, could cost sure. him his life. Yeah. Um, to do nothing in the presence of a policeman could have cost him his life, never mind to be angry. And mm-hmm. therefore, people have every right to be so angry that they want to resort to violence. I haven't experienced it because of my privilege, but I can yeah. understand their motivation to be angry mm-hmm. and that angry. Same here. Because if they've been silenced for four, well, for more than 400 years because of fear yeah. of violence, um, then you better believe they want to be shouting. And I think that mm. whilst I could stand here and say, is their violent response justified or positive or good? I think we have to understand that their violent response is as a direct result of my inaction Mm. because if people have to resort to violence to be heard because when they don't resort to violence in large numbers if they were just to raise their voice on their own they would be killed and and i who have privilege and won't be killed for raising my voice do nothing and don't raise my voice then i understand if we all stay quiet during this injustice that why when they can finally start to raise their voice then they want to scream from the rooftops and tear down statues is it mm. legal mm. is it right blah 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 i don't really care you know it's it's a statue of of a slave owner mm. i'm not i'm not saying everyone go out and riot i'm not saying go out and destroy property i'm just saying i understand i it's not my experience i'm not saying i it i'm not saying i understand in the terms of it's my experience i'm saying i can logically can understand the motivations for that level of frustration and anger and you know desire to be heard so i think if we want to see a more peaceful society the result the, the the cause for a more peaceful society is for those in power with privilege to speak up and to advocate mm. for others as we are called to do as Christians mm. when I, when it says i am when i'm called to be a peacemaker i'm not called to be silent i'm called to make peace with those around me i'm also created to, i'm also called to try to create an environment in which peace can happen And if I look at this lack of peace in society and say, oh, well, how can I actually advocate for peace? Then it has to be to raise up black voices. And I realize that I say all this whilst being a white guy using his voice. But all I can do in this moment is to try to, you know, advocate for us to listen more and for us to understand. So, yeah, long answer, but that's how I feel.
1: yeah, no, it's good, man. And and I'm with you. Yeah, appreciate your thoughts on that. And mm. um whatever the whatever the ins and outs of, you know, whether or not it's right to tear down a statue in a particular context, uh I'm I'm also not going to lose any sleep that it's not there anymore. Mm. Um <laughs> uh because as as Kier Starmer said this week, uh it should have come down a long time ago. Yeah. Um yeah, and and what you were saying uh made me think of uh martin luther king's words which i'm sure you've seen oft quoted on social media as i have Mm. uh that uh riots are the language of the unheard or maybe protests i'm I'm not sure exactly what the original quote said but that sort of makes me think of again what you said and i think it's a very good point about how being a peacemaker is not the same thing as staying silent Mm -hmm. um you know because you and i have have that luxury yeah. Uh, as you've pointed out, we have the luxury of staying silent and our lives will not be materially different. Yeah. We will not be in any danger from not standing up for this. There's not a risk that my life will get worse because I didn't stand up for the black community, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be a peacemaker is to be proactive in working for peace. Yeah, um, and, and that means as we discussed on our on our black lives matter uh episode discussion that we did um that uh we all have a responsibility as christians to to play a part in that so
2: yes there's very little in in this christian life if we're if we're like really truly seeking god and reading the bible and trying to follow what it says there's very little in our lives which is passive Mm. you know there's very little in which we aren't called to do something whether it's loving our neighbors whether it's building the church whether it's you know creating fellowship or praying or reading the bible every aspect of christian life is an active aspect it's a doing you know we work out our salvation Mm. with fear and trembling It's not by works that we're saved. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. And we thank God because nothing we could do would be enough for us to work out our own salvation and our own righteousness. Mm. But Mm. even that is an active process. You know, our faith grows as we step out um, and do more. And our ability to know God comes from seeking Him and letting Him into our lives. So, you know... This is no different. It's more It's more pertinent right now. It's more urgent right now for us to be thinking, how can we actively deal with this thing, with this situation we find ourselves in in the world? Not a new situation. This hasn't just happened like we discussed previously. Mm. But yeah, so every one of these things and this is why we discuss it just to bring it whole like full circle this is why we discuss all these things on the show all these like things that Christians face today because they are all active processes we have to be making decisions as Christians Uh, one of the greatest things that one of the greatest criticisms in my experience which is leveled at Christians today or leveled at me as a Christian is that being a Christian is a crutch and it's a it's a way to opt out it's a way to just be you know like relying on god to sort out all your problems and to do all the things
1: for you yeah
2: if only it's not that at all is it (laughs) you know we have to wrestle with these things and we have to and they're difficult you know they're they're uncomfortable they're challenging these things are challenging to what extent do we submit to authorities when authorities and those in power have allowed the world to go in the direction it's gone for this long it's challenging, yeah. it's challenging. But we know, we know that this is not how God wants his kingdom to be. We know that. Otherwise we wouldn't pray your kingdom come, your will be done, Lord. If it, if it was already your kingdom has come, Lord, thank you so much. That's awesome. Let's, let's enjoy it here on earth as it is in heaven. I have a great prayer to be able to pray earnestly, but it's not the way it is. So, mm. yeah, mm. I'm sermonizing again as I'm wanting to do. <laughs> <laughs> but all i'm trying to say is that this is a doing faith we have a doing faith and we have a duty to respond to the world around us and the world around us is hurting
1: definitely i'm I'm mindful of um, you know when jesus tells the parable of the servants who are entrusted with bags of money mm. and some uh invest the money and and they're proactive and they they get a return on their investment and then there's one servant who is afraid of the master and so he hides the money in the ground and it does nothing and and i think that's the parable where jesus uses the words if i remember correctly much is asked of those to whom much is given yes um and amen you you as as christians we have received eternal life yeah. through jesus christ uh we couldn't be given a greater gift yeah. and so <laughs> what uh what our responsibility then we have to mm. try and work for peace in this world as we share the love of god with people and try and help uh help them understand the gospel uh through our words and our actions it's yeah. a it's a, an awesome responsibility yeah.
2: um not to mention that much has been given to us spiritually, but in earthly terms as well, as to yes, definitely. white uh, Westerners who have the luxury <laughs> of being able to record podcasts and, and you know, mm. live the mm. world that we live in. You know, much has yeah. been given to us. And if you're listening to this podcast too, regardless of race or background, chances are you are doing okay too. And you have much that has been given to you and much is asked of you as a Christian, both spiritually, mm. like Kieran mm. says, but also with our resources and stewarding and with our voice and with with the responsibility we have socially.
1: Mm. Mm. Absolutely, I, I think I, I think I just want to jump back for a second and uh, clarify because I was asking you about um, prote- the protests that have been going on and protests turning violent. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to draw some kind of moral equivalency, to be clear, um, and and I do think that while there have been some protests where, uh, no doubt, there were some bad actors. Um, and things got out of hand. I think the bigger problem here is is the systemic racism and the lack of accountability in police forces um, that has allowed, uh, well, the, the kind of the kind of violence against the black community that started this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that, I think is the most pressing and and most urgent thing for us to deal with. It's not that we it's not unreasonable to have a conversation about how to protest responsibly. Mm, yeah, um, absolutely. but it's, but it's not the biggest fish here. And I guess I just wanted to make clear uh, that I am aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in closing then, you've got a challenge for us, Michael. Well, I do. So this is the part of the show that we normally
2: share something that we like, uh, something that might encourage you. And I still want to do that today as a transitional period. But as you know, Kieran is a musician and songwriter and worship leader, and I kind of do a bit of that sometimes. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do was share a worship song that I really am enjoying at the moment, and then set a challenge, which is worship song adjacent. Um, so Kieran, I don't know if you've heard Breakthrough by Red Rocks Worship. Have you heard this song? No, I haven't heard that song. This is a song that came up on my Spotify, which I really love. Um, It's just a super uplifting, declarative praise song which is just really powerful and great and not enough people have heard it i'm sure it's really big wherever this church is based i haven't even done very much research about it so you know that's i haven't done my due diligence on this but what i do know is that i love the song i love the message Mm. of the song and i think it's really fantastic and i recommend you listen to it um
1: i think it's really great so that's breakthrough by red rocks worship nice that's cool man so, Michael, the song that's really encouraged me lately is "At the Mention of Your Name" by Brian and Jen Johnson. I don't know if mm. you've ever come across I know that them, song, but I don't know if I've heard that song yeah yeah they have a they have an album called "After All these Years," and track one is called "Mention of Your Name," and it's just a very beautiful song about the name of Jesus nice. And it sounds fantastic. It's just very, really encouraged me in my own uh, time with the Lord. So that's the one I would share. That's awesome. I'll make sure to give it a listen. Uh, Well,
2: there is a band, which many people out there listening will know, called United Pursuit. And uh, they do a lot of kind of worship nights where they all just get together. Probably not so much at the moment with lockdown, but they get together. I think they've been doing some digital ones. And they just play instruments and they just welcome the spirit, and they just play chords, and they see if Mm. words come. And because of this way in which they write songs, they've written a lot of songs which are kind of just a bunch of choruses stacked together, which have come out of Mm. those kind of corporate worship acts, which come out very naturally. And some of them are super powerful and really great, but they're often very simple, like just a four-chord progression with a few different words repeated. And uh, my challenge to you, Kieran, and to myself, which is probably a much bigger challenge for me than it is for you, I realize, which is maybe not a very good way of doing it, is in a week, so this time next week, can you pray, seek God, write, and record a little worship chorus to share with me? And I'll do the
1: same and share with you this time next week. How does that sound? Sounds good, man. I'm very up for that. And I'll say for our for our listeners at home, uh, because all the music that we've created so far for this podcast has been uh, silly, <laughs> yeah. and uh, but this is going to be a serious project. This is something where we're really going to go for writing a you know a genuine kind of uh, worship chorus. Yeah, definitely. It's got to come out
2: of a place of worship for us. So we're going mm. to write it mm. in a sensible God-seeking way. It's not just going to be silly. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm terrified. Uh, I have literally, I have come up, I have been given words during times of worship, uh, which I have sang Mm. over the songs being sung. And that happens regularly. And I've been given tunes and and words occasionally by God, uh, which I've recorded Mm. on my phone to be like, I'll do something with that later, God. But I myself have never written uh, a Christian worship song. Kieran, you've written quite a lot, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. over the years I've done a few. So yeah, I think this is bold, bold Michael because yeah. uh, not that I have any doubt about your abilities, but I think I'm I've probably got a bit more experience of actually doing this. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I'll be very interested to see how what the process is like for you.
2: Yeah, that'll be good. Well, uh I guess we've got a week and we can report back. So tune in this time next week to see uh to see what we come up with and and next week we'll play the songs and I'll, and we'll set an, a new challenge for the week after. And we'll just keep on rolling with challenges. I
1: think it'll be a, a fun little little game for us to play. Nice. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Michael. Uh, That is going to be a very interesting challenge. We are just about out of time, folks, but there is time for me to tell you that if you want to get in touch with us, you can do it at hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, why not share it with somebody? We'd love for you to pass it on to a friend. Uh, So often that's the way that things like this, shows like this grow, is through word of mouth so if you want to share it with somebody you care about then we would be super happy about that and we will leave it there so thanks so much for joining us everybody Michael thanks again thank you it's been a pleasure always good to hang out with you and
2: thanks for listening everyone
1: yeah cheers everybody we'll see you next Monday bye bye